0: Our house was raised by fire. We saw it when we returned to the village. There's nothing left.
1: Villagers helped each other to rebuild these huts. Those whose houses were burned worked together.
2: More people have been displaced by conflict in Zagain region than anywhere else in Myanmar. Some of them haven't just fled fighting, but have seen their houses reduced to ashes in military raids. Hello and welcome to Dawtathan, a weekly podcast that brings you human rights stories from Myanmar. It's brought to you by Fondation Hirondel. This episode is produced by a journalist from Frontier Myanmar. Names may have been changed to protect contributors. Next to the burned ruins of big houses, there now sit small palm shacks in Anya, the dry zone of Burma. Mahlahla and her family used to live in a big tin roofed house in her village in Depayin Township, Sagain region. But in the middle of 2022, a Myanmar military column raided the village and burned down her house and others. She and her family now live in a 15 foot wide hut in the compound of her old house.
0: We didn't even have a tin pot to cook rice or an old kitchen towel. When I returned, I felt sad. The neighbors whose houses didn't burn offered us rice and cooking pots. But we couldn't cook as we didn't have a kitchen towel to hold the hot pots with. Everyone was crying.
2: Zagang region has seen fierce clashes between the Myanmar military and local resistance forces since the military coup in February 2021. Malala's village has been raided about six times. Initially, she says villagers would run away from military raids but would come back when the troops had gone and live in their houses again. But in more recent raids, she says soldiers have burned down 700 houses in the village. Masoso was also made homeless in these raids. She and her husband and four children lived in a two-story brick house. When it was burned, she lost not just her house, but important belongings, irreplaceable mementos.
3: I can't express how devastated I was. We tried our best to salvage what we could but some things were irretrievable. I never imagined I would lose these things I had worked so hard for. Our house, which used to be spacious with three rooms and a loom for my three daughters, is gone. Our family and wedding photos are lost as well. I was so sad.
2: Homes and belongings gone, both families were struggling for basic survival. But with the help of a charity organisation, they were at least able to build a hut in their yards. Special & Choice, or S&C, was founded to help with health-related assistance during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now the focus has switched, as founder Sumo Aung explains. When I visited villages raided
1: by the military, I took part in building huts for people, we brainstormed how to rebuild. We used palm leaves for the roof, a cost-effective choice, and we cut bamboo in the forest. Villagers helped each other to rebuild these huts. Those whose houses were burned worked together.
2: Somo Aung said they've already built more than 900 huts in Depayin, Shwebo, Yeu, and Eador townships. They hope to build five or six thousand. Building a hut costs between 200 and 500,000 chat, which is funded entirely by donations from locals and people living abroad. But it's hard to keep up with demand. Sumo Ang says that 70 out of 100 villages in these four townships have had some or many houses destroyed in raids. According to data from Myanmar, between the coup and the end of July 2023, almost 75,000 houses were burned down by the army across the country. More than three-quarters of these, over 57,000 houses, were in Zagang. For those living in the new SNC huts, they're glad to have shelter, but settling in is not easy. Masoso said the summer heat was scorching this year, living in a palm hut in a burnt area with no plants around. Mahlahla paid 300,000 chat to get electricity, but she said many others can't afford it. S&C are installing solar panels to provide electricity to 100 houses, but they can't provide them for everyone who needs them because they don't get enough donations. And Soma Ang says they regularly face problems getting to villages and transporting materials. At road checkpoints, the military makes their lives difficult. We are interrogated and they extort
1: money from us. Sometimes they just take items they like. We do our best to evade them.
2: In the military raids, the villagers' means of earning a living has sometimes gone up in blazes along with their houses, like Masosur's loom. She had bought this just before the house was burned down, to weave cloth to earn extra income for her children's school fees. It would cost her 600,000 chat to replace the loom, money she doesn't have. She and her husband now have to work as day labourers on nearby farms to survive. It hasn't been easy.
3: With each passing day, meeting our basic needs becomes more difficult. I don't dare repurchase any items. I'm scared of these assets being burned again.
2: Masoso and others like her live in a constant state of fear and insecurity. They don't dare to rebuild proper houses yet, or buy back any household goods, because the military forces could raid again at any time and destroy their assets again. And they have to be ready for that too. Mahlala says almost every house has an escape bag in case of an emergency.
0: We don't have a storage box. We store clothes and fertilizer sacks. Our areas face frequent raids and we often have to run and hide. So you have to take clothes, household registration documents, ID cards, motorbike licences and farm form 7 if you own farmland.
2: Hundreds of thousands of people have been displaced by conflict since the military coup. At the end of July, the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees estimated there are almost 2 million internally displaced people, or IDPs, across Myanmar. More than 40% of them, over 800,000, are in Zagain region. People fleeing conflict in the short or longer term. People like Mahla and Masoso. Zagain region has also been one of the hardest areas for humanitarian organisations to reach. So IDPs and villagers in conflict areas have many needs. When military columns burn villages, they also burn paddy fields. Zagai region then suffered widespread flooding after Cyclone Mocha hit in May, adding further hardship for farmers. As the rainy season is underway, Gosoma Ang says a lot of assistance is needed.
1: Raincoats, food and medicine are essential. Some farmers have had their rice field burned. After Cyclone Mocha, their bean fields were flooded. They might not have enough budget for growing monsoon rice. We're planning to provide one sack of fertiliser per person, around a 1,000 sacks in total.
2: Masoso will probably be out in those fields in her work as a farm labourer, trying to feed the family, trying to save money to rebuild. For a future she cannot predict. This situation
3: is something I never thought about or anticipated. The road to recovery is beyond measure. I can't even guess the years. I can't imagine how long it will take for us to return to how things once were.
2: We hope you enjoyed this edition of Dota Fan. You can listen to our podcast via the Doathan Facebook page. It can also be found on SoundCloud, YouTube, and iTunes. You can also listen every Saturday night from 9 to 10 pm and Sunday morning from 6 to 7 am on Voice of America Radio. The project to support human rights reporting is delivered by Fondacion Hirondelle and it's made with the support of our donors.